Hello, it's Denise. And Diane, and we are Women Beyond a Certain Age. And I can't believe summer is just whizzing by, Denise, you've noticed. Unbelievable. Yeah. But we have a wonderful guest today that's celebrating summer, and it's Belinda Smith-Sullivan. Yeah, she just wrote a new book called Just Peachy. What a great title. It's such a beautiful book. You know, she's an expert on peaches. Yeah, we're going to learn a lot of interesting little facts and kind of hear her story, which I think, because we are women beyond a certain age, are always fascinated to kind of hear how one morphs from one career into another. Yes. Or the changes that take place as we continue to grow. So I'm excited to chat with her. Me too. So let's get Chef Belinda on the phone with us so we can talk to her. We're so excited today because Belinda Smith Sullivan, who is a new cookbook author, but has been a chef and a friend of mine for a long time. And actually, Belinda and I knew more mutual friends than we got to know each other until just recently. That's cute. Well, I'm excited because guess what, everybody, in case you haven't noticed it, if you haven't been to the market, it's peach season, big time, big time. And- Uh, Your book is just so fabulous to explain the differences and how to use them. It's a primer. Everybody should be getting this Uh, That's right. So welcome, Miss Belinda. Welcome. Thank you for having me. And I have to tell you, you mentioned that it's peach season. I live like right in the middle of all the great peach orchards here in South Carolina. And I tell you, I haven't stopped eating them since the first day. (laughs) <laughs> it's a picture of you in your introduction to the book, and you're walking down a peach orchard. Yeah. It's so inviting. Now, Belinda, because we want other people to know you, because I was filling in with what I know about you, please tell us a little bit about your background and how you became a personal chef and a cookbook author. Ooh, let's see. How much time do we have? Well, this is actually my second career. I used to work for the Coca-Cola Company and uh, spent a couple of years in South Africa on an assignment and repatriated to no position at all. Woke up one morning, my husband says, well, ever since I've known you, you've always talked about becoming a chef. Now you don't have an excuse not to. Oh, how wonderful. So the next day I contacted Johnson and Wells and they said, well, you're a little bit late. We're finishing up our registration. I said, please. They said, okay, if you can get your application into us by today, we'll consider it. I love it. Oh, I love it. You said, I've waited long enough. Take my application. Right. Please, I can have it to you in two minutes. But I went to Johnson & Wells, and when I, I I knew that I would never be a restaurant chef. Uh, When I was accepted into Johnson & Wells, I was accepted as what they refer to as a non-traditional student. Okay. Which means I was probably the oldest student in the school. So <laughs> going into a restaurant situation was not right for me. What I wanted to do, believe it or not, is I wanted to write cookbooks. I thought that had to have been the easiest thing in the world. Well, of course, you know, I don't know that is not. <laughs> we, I, I, how wonderful, though, because now you have birthed your baby, just peachy. Um, I have to tell this story because this is Belinda's if people don't know her, you, you see her picture in the book. She's very, uh, she's petite and beautiful and very put together. And I met 
Belinda at a LADOM conference live. I think we'd met before that once at ICP, Belinda, but you know that in those days that was that there were so many people at the conference. But when we met at ICP, Belinda and I stare at each other across the room because we're both carrying a, a Louis Vuitton bag that we both <laughs> that we both like. So we feel like we're sisters immediately. Yes. And then we're talking and I walk out of that room to go to what a book signing that I was doing, whatever. And I've stolen Belinda's phone. Okay. How nice of you, I Denise. Don't. Now, the best part is I don't even notice it's Belinda's phone until I go to, I, I keep thinking I've forgotten my security code. Why can't I get into my phone? And I realize it's not my phone. How did you, by the way, how did you steal it? I just picked it right up off the table. Oh, okay. And then I was humiliated and we're in this beautiful hotel in Newport Beach, this gigantic place. So now I'm running through the hallway, sweating and screaming. <laughs> if anyone sees Belinda, I have her phone. And then I was able to return it to her. And instead of saying like, are you a moron? How come you stole my phone? She was so polite. She's a Southerner. She's a Southerner. They and know I how to behave. I thought to myself, anybody else, if, if she'd been from New York, she would have smacked me right, upside the head and right. taken my phone. Back. That's when I think of Belinda is her graciousness when I stole her phone. Well, I thought I had lost it. What made you decide to write Just Peachy? Well, again, going back to when we repatriated from South Africa, we were looking for a place to live. And this is what my husband came up with. That's why we live here. And I did not know where I was. It was first time one day, and uh, my neighbor says, where are you going? I says, oh, I'm going across the river to Augusta, which is the largest big city close to me, to get peaches. And she says, why? I said, because it's Georgia. It's the peach state. She looked at me as if I had two heads. And finally, she says, move over. She, got me. she took over my car, and she drove me up to Highway 25, uh, which goes up into Edgefield County. And we started passing all of these beautiful peach trees. I mean, just dripping with peaches. She says, do you know where you live? We're in the middle of peach heaven here. Tell everybody where you live now, because everybody's listening from all over the country. Estill so. County, South Carolina, which is the peach capital of the South. Wow. Okay. We're, we are second only to California in our production of peaches. Wow. I was surprised to hear that yes. California, like in so many other areas agriculturally, is number one in, in peach growing. It was shocking to hear that. We have had this season in California, the most delicious mm -hmm. big peaches. Mm -hmm. I've bought them at several different places. I go to my farmer's market, but this is, is always unsettling. The best peaches I got, California peaches this season in California were from Costco, a big <laughs> box store. So I know that's not what people want to think, but... Belinda, they even smelled good. Do you know what I mean? I mean, just that way you when you know it's going to be a gorgeous peach. We've been lucky this yeah. season and had gorgeous peaches. And then your book, and just so people, if they haven't seen it, it's also shot by one of the best food photographers that I happen to know very well. Beautiful photographs. Beautiful photographs. You just dove down into peach That's right. here. <laughs> In terms of the interesting facts about peaches, I like this one that uh, a medium peach is only 38 calories. Is that really true? Yes. Wow. <laughs> oh, wait, I like this one even better, Denise. <laughs> this is our a mantra. Known as the fruit of calmness, peaches are said to reduce anxiety. Well, then I need to be eating more. <laughs> I have a couple questions for you because I got a peach and my husband cut it up this morning and I was eating it and I said, you know, this is mealy. 
how is it that some of these peaches are spectacular yeah. and some are mealy? I don't know how to how to judge that when I'm selecting. Well, you know, you say that, and I don't know how that happens either. But my one thought that comes to mind is if you can find them in the supermarket that say from South Carolina. Ah, <laughs> ah that's cute. <laughs> okay. That's our problem. Now, how long will you have beautiful peaches in the orchards near you, Belinda? We are very, very lucky. We get our first peaches about two weeks before Memorial Day, and we will still be harvesting them until about two weeks after Labor Day. That's fantastic. White peaches, I've always found that they're the first ones to come out, certainly in California, but I don't really see them as much as the peach season goes on. Is that just because that's when they get harvested or? We don't get a lot of, or don't see a lot of white peaches here in our area. They are sweeter peaches because they have a, a special gene in them. Uh, you see them, they're mainly grown in China, but we really don't see that variety here in our area too much. You know what? Mm. Sometimes in stores, I don't even see white peaches like I used to. So, Miss Diane, what are you going to write about in your column? Which recipe? I got to tell you, I just breezed through the book, which was just looking at every photograph. Just beautiful beautifully photographs. done. Belinda's publisher is Gib Smith, who does a beautiful job. Oh, look at this one. The Marscarpone Prosciutto Peach Crostini. Yeah. That's very simple. My column is called Seriously Simple, so I always am looking for simple recipes with lots of full flavor so i'm going with the oven ribs with the peach barbecue sauce so let's chat about that so tell us about your your spicy oven ribs with the peach barbecue sauce they're just so easy to make and yet they you still get that taste like you've been grilling them outside on the grill you cook them very slow and very long time i usually eat them one in the morning and i leave the house and i come back at turn up the broiler, let them get that little char to them, and you'd be hard-pressed to know that they were not cooking on the grill for half the day outside. What I would do is put them right on the grill. Can you do that at the end with the sauce? Sure you can. Now, when you get, like, we're having 103-degree days here now. Yes. No one wants to go outside and fire up the grill. (laughs) I I gotcha. Now, Belinda, you also have spice mixes and rubs, don't you? I have my own line of artisan spice blends. We have about 11 flavors, and they're all developed around what I call specific flavor profiles. And how did you decide to do that? Well, this goes back to when I got out of culinary school, and I had the rude awakening that it was not going to be so easy. Books that I had planned to, to, to write. I started my own personal chef service. When yeah. you're around and you're creating events at someone's home, you have a lot of stuff to carry. Things that I said I cannot, you know, I can no longer do is carry around a box full of, you know, 50, 60, 70 spice blends. So I started making uh, little shortcuts for myself. I said, okay, there are only so many flavor profiles. So I started making these shortcuts, and everybody started asking me for them. And I said, well, but it's just my own little stash. And I said, well, I want them, I want them, I want them. So, you know, that's how a business is born. And where do you sell these? We started out as an online presence, but now we're regionally sold in all Whole Foods in the Southeast region. Food Lion, Lowe's Foods, 
So wow, good for you. that's inspirational. This is the part of that Diane and I talk about all the time. And women just keep getting better. That's what I think is we well, get I older. I also think your first work world ended for you. And you weren't ready to roll it up and hang out without doing anything. And you had a creative mind and you wanted to morph into something else. It's fantastic. Yeah. And that's one of the things that kind of like what Denise and I are doing just in terms of our work, both of us being in the food world for so long and now doing the broadcasting, it feels like you're doing something that's out of the mold of what you were doing before and you're growing, which is what... Yes. The key is, I think. Do you still have any personal chef clients, Belinda, or are you just going to focus on promoting your cookbook now? It's my focus now. I am out of the personal chef business, but my clients don't understand that yet. No, but I so understand it. You know, Cindy has basically taken over most of the food styling clients. I still, I wrote two proposals last week for consulting and different things. But the other day, someone said, you're not totally retired. I said, because my clients keep pulling me back in. I know some of my clients just are not taking no for an answer. So I know exactly how you feel about that. And it's because they love you and you do, you give them gorgeous food. Yeah. Exactly. What's on the dock for you now that you have a stunning book? Going to continue to do more cookbooks? I would like to write more cookbooks. Good. Yes. All right. Well, I look forward to seeing the next one. But it's Me great, too. Good it's as beautiful, one. Belinda. It's just beautiful. And I, we wish you all the best luck in the world. What is your favorite cookbooks that you like to cook from? Or do you ever cook from other people's cookbooks? Or, you know, I'm like, I stick so back to. Julia Child and people like that. Now I change their recipes. Right. I, I look at recipes now from older cookbooks and I change some of them because they're labor intensive or I can change them a little bit. But are there any that you love? Cookbooks. I have so many cookbooks. I do cook from a lot of my friends' books for specific things. For instance, I really at heart am a baking and pastry chef. That's what I wanted to go to culinary school for was baking and pastry. So I have a lot of Nancy McDermott's cookbooks (laughs) that I use a lot for uh, for pies and cakes. And also, Jill O'Connor, her last book, Cakes, is just the most beautiful. I mean, some of the cakes in there are look like they should be an architectural digest. I know. They're just so sculpted. Of course, you have mentioned two people that we absolutely love, Jill O'Connor and Nancy McDermott. And they're also two of the funnest people I've ever met, Belinda. That's the other thing about those girls. I teased that Nancy McDermott, that I would walk to visit her if she's making one of her coconut cakes. From Los Angeles. (laughs) I would walk from L.A. I met Nancy at my very first IACP. It was in Denver, Colorado. Oh, my God, Yes. I was sitting on the, on, we were going somewhere, and I was sitting on the front seat of the bus, and she just walks in and says, Hi, I'm Nancy McDermott, and I'm glad to meet you. And she okay. gave me a card. The card on the front was her book, Southern Cakes. Ah, yes. Yeah. I fell in love with her at that moment. Coconut cake was my mother's favorite cake. She made it every year for herself on her birthday, and that was only, and we got it. And I looked at Nancy and I kind of got tears in my eyes because I'm looking at this coconut cake. I'm thinking about my mother. So I told her this story. After the conference, she sent me a copy of the book. 
course she did. And I make her coconut cake all the time. <laughs> oh. Oh, that's so no, they're both very special, and I agree with you. And I've also, I've cooked out of several of Jill's books. She has the, she had that one that I love too, ooey gooey desserts or something that I've made a couple of puddings out of that were out of this world. So yeah. we're on the same page. I feel this the same yeah. way. Well, what else, Miss Diane? Diane, see, I'm just having so much fun looking I know, through your she, book. Uh, it's I, a beautiful book. I want. I have to tell you something. You said you write for the Chicago Tribune. Yeah. You do know that I was born and raised in Chicago. <laughs> oh, well, you'll be happy to know. I mean, or surprised to know that I live in Los Angeles, but I am. An, I'm with the Chicago uh, Tribune syndicate that they uh, asked me to write for them. So even though I don't live in Chicago, it well, comes out. Diane has been writing for them for what, 13 years? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But I love Chicago. I, I mean, I, I adore Chicago. It's a phenomenal. It's a beautiful city in the summer. Yeah. Well, you just never know what you're going to get when you go there. That is the one thing yeah. I'm sure about. But, you know, I wanted to ask you about, you write about so many peach varietals, early season, mid-season, and late season. Who knew that there were this many varietals? Well, and the, the season's so long where she lives. I didn't know that. My God. Mid-June to September. Yeah. Oh, and this is really interesting. I didn't realize this. The clingstone peaches are in the early season. The uh, mid-season are the semi-freestone, and late-season are freestone. And it's really important to understand what that means. In other words, when you cut it, you can just, uh, the seed comes out as opposed to it clinging to the flesh, right? That's correct. And that's why I tell people, if you're going to can peaches or preserve them, you want to wait and get the freestones because they're a lot easier to deal with. Ah, good tip. Oh, I'm going to put that in. I mean, because I was making, uh, what was I doing? I made some dessert with the amaretti and I made a little uh, filling and I couldn't get the darn stones out. I wonder if that's, I think it might've been with actually apricots as well. And maybe that's the way, you know, it is in the early Early. So early season is clean. When I, when I think early season peaches are just for eating. Well, I can't wait to see what you do next. And I, I really, I want to make everything out of here. Peach, avocado, pasta, salad. I know that sounds delicious too. Yeah. It's a, it's a wonderful book, Belinda. You can be very, very proud of yourself. And I do love that you, like all of us, our careers turn out the way they're going to turn out sometimes. Right. We have great plans and then sometimes it takes longer than we think. <laughs> Yeah. And it's yes. so great to see that you've had this second career that is bringing you so much joy, satisfaction, and creativity. Yes. Thank you, Belinda. And I hope to see you sometime soon. At ICP or at the next Dom conference. Yes. I'm just I'm debating about La Dom this year. I, I may be there. If I do go, I know it's in Nashville. I will be in touch with you beforehand so we can get together. Right. It would be lovely to see you at the conference. It would be very nice to see you too. All right, sweetie, thanks so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, that was really fun to hear everything and more about peaches. I mean, Denise, some of her other recipes in this book, Just Peachy, Belinda Smith-Sullivan's latest book, were things like cast iron peach 
cornbread. I know. Spinach, peach salad with Stilton cheese and walnuts. Yeah. I like the blackened cod tacos with peach salsa myself. I'm inspired. I'm gonna, I am going to make something from Belinda's book. And guess what? Me too. You know Go what ahead. I'm going to make? I'm going to make her Cristini's Mascarpone Prosciutto Ooh. Peach Cristini. I think that will be such a yummy thing to serve when I have people over for a glass of wine. It's fabulous. It's so, I would do like a chilled rosé, and then I would serve these Cristinis. And what's a Cristini? It's a toast. And usually you make them ahead, and you just slice a baguette and toast it with a little bit of olive oil until they're slightly brown. And then you put a little mascarpone, a schmear, as we say, of mascarpone, <laughs> which is mascarpone, which is an Italian cream cheese. It has a different flavor than Philadelphia, and I think it's worth it to use that. And then on top of that, you would put some sliced peaches. And she likes to have her peaches grilled, so grilled mm. or not. And remember, you can always grill them the day before and just have them at room temp. And then she puts a little bit of prosciutto on top. The salt. How fabulous. And then, wait, wait, there's more. Arugula on top of that. Lovely. And then she finishes it with a drizzle of balsamic. Now tell me you wouldn't want to just... I want to eat that. I want to eat that as an appetizer, and I would love a gorgeous glass of bubbly with it. You want bubbly? I want something bubbly. I would do a rosé champagne then. I'm like big on rosé. You are so big on rosés in the summer. In the summer, I love it. I love it. It's just, it just, uh, yeah, it just makes it for me. And when we were in South Africa, we had a rosé champagne that was just well, not champagne, sparkling wine, and it was just. That Perfect. sounds delicious. It's refreshing. Anyway, that's my inspiration. And you're, what are you going to do? Well, I think that Cindy and I are going to make a cristata, and we've made them before. And the only thing that I'm going to, ch- I'm going to use her basic peach pie, classic peach pie recipe. And I do this with everything, any fruit pies that I make now. I add like a cup of really finely ground walnuts, and I put it on the bottom crust. And then add my juicy peaches. It soaks up some of the juice. Sounds great. And all that juice that's left in the bowl, I mean, you can't use all that juice or your crust will get soggy. Cindy and I started doing this a time or two back. We reduce the juice. Yeah. And we make a syrup. And then bef- and so we make a crostata because before you put that thing in the oven, you can put that juice right on top of the peaches. Okay, let's define crostata for those who don't oh, know. Sometimes okay, it's, it's a, called a galette. Yeah, galette. Sometimes it's a galette. It's a free-form pie. Open-faced. <laughs> Open-faced. Open face. That's a good way to say it. Open-faced. And you just put the ingredients in the middle, leaving like an a inch and a half or two inches yeah. all around the outside of the pie dough. And then you literally... Pull it up onto the fruit, and you make pleats with it all around. It could not. It is like the lazy. Oh, I easy think that's why I said pie. that because. Yeah. I mean, Cindy makes beautiful pies, but you know, actually, I I love crostatas just as much, and I feel like you're eating a little less crust. I don't because you, know what you I mean? are, and it's yeah. pretty wonderful. So that's why I like. And the, as you said, and you know what else, Diane? It doesn't take so long to bake. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's thing, a real it's good a, it's a solution. Quickie. It's a it's a cheap quickie pie. 
Yeah, yeah. It's the, so that's what you're going to do. If yeah. You just, well, so you I'm know. excited. And we'll post pictures when we do it. No, I think Belinda's uh, book, which was photographed, and I'm pretty sure I said this, but I'm going to repeat it myself, from our dear friend Mark Bowden. Yes, you did. It's a gorgeous book. And yeah, it's, beautiful. And, and what's really fun is Belinda is passionate about peaches, so it was a joy. It's Ooh, a joy. Oh, she could have called it the passionate peach. Yeah. <gasps> Maybe I that's love her, coming yeah. up with new titles. Yeah. The passion of peach, just well, peachy. Anyway, I can't wait to get into the kitchen. Now, for everyone listening, if you would like to subscribe to our podcast, give us a review or write us at womenbeyond at iCloud.com, we would be so grateful. Yes, we would. Well, you know, I want to hear think, from you. I want you to think about me staying up night after night waiting for these messages <laughs> and nothing happens. That's not good for an old lady. Okay. <laughs> That's crazy making shit. Uh. So you guys write us. Thank you so much. Wait, are you Jewish? That was a complete. I know. I kind of turned into any young man there at the end, didn't I? Guilt. No one knows who the young man is. Well, thanks, Diane. Thanks, Thanks, Denise. Thanks, Thanks, Belinda. Bye. Bye. Bye.